What's up, dirt bags? Welcome to episode 176 of the Midwest Angler Podcast, brought to you by our good friends over at Freedom Brew in Larchwood, Iowa. Uh, I've known Austin and Brianna for a long time, and they are absolutely spectacular people. Uh, we've talked about them on the show before. Um, I, I can tell you firsthand because I've been in there after hours and, and Austin showed me around in there. Uh, only the freshest ingredients. Uh, the things that they, they try, they'll try seven different kinds of coffee and it's like, nope, you know what? Yeah. This one here is the one. And uh, they, trust me, they don't do it the easy way. Every Everything that they do is uh, is the way that, that they're going to kick the best product out. So And, and they have a variety. They do. They I do. Mean, even just, even you're not a coffee drinker. I'm not much of a coffee drinker, but they have a lot of different options for non-coffee drinkers to get. I mean, I'm looking right now at this this one. I thought maybe they made it for you, just for you. It's called the Desert Dragon. I mean, it's kind of an energy drink. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks dang delicious. I might have to give me one of those next time I swing through there. So Austin was actually telling me about this, uh, the Lotus. Lotus. You know, they, they're yep. calling, you know, that, that the lotus, lotus fruit. Energy drinks. Yep. So All lotus is actually the fruit of the coffee plant. The coffee is oh, actually okay. the bean. See, I didn't even realize that. You know, you people tune into Midwest Angler Podcast to learn about chicken wings, to learn about fishing, and to learn about coffee. Just Yeah. This what is it what is. it is. This <laughs> is what it is. Um, but no, uh, Austin and Brianna, spectacular people. Uh, Matt and I have gone over there a lot. Like like we mentioned, Matt isn't a coffee drinker, but they've got those energy drinks, natural energy drinks. Uh, uh, lemonade, they have like... Did uh, I tell you about their lemonade, the what they cider, got going for that? Yeah. Actual, they, they're cutting a real lemon in half, squeezing it out. Austin is a beekeeper. and Of, of course he's a beekeeper. If you knew Austin, you, I mean, that would come as no surprise. But they they actually came up with a real honey syrup they put a little bit of that in there, a little bit of water. That's the lemonade. Wow. Let me tell you, bomb.com. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely nowhere I'm going to go. So. That's right. And and when when it is this warm, that's the only way to beat the heat. Hey, dang right it is. Josh Strand was telling me that uh, it is hotter than a rattlesnake's taint. <laughs> he would I know. told him. I told he him. Would he, he would know. He Like, how far away is a rattlesnake's taint? from a rattlesnake's armpit josh that's what i want to know that's, <laughs> that's what right. i want to know that's the question of the week on the middle <laughs> yeah. podcast yeah if, if you know the answer to that i'd like to hear back but uh um no i i he actually messaged me that earlier and i was like you know what rattlesnake's taint that's gonna get brought up yep. on the show that is gonna get brought up on the show but uh nope uh um we've got a really cool episode this week once again god dang it i Total, I freaking, but I've got them all written you out. Got, I got, got them the, all written all out. We, gotta we just got to put them in the, the name. Yeah, we're going to, we're actually, we're actually going to do that right after this. Um, I, I went through, I actually put all the pictures together. There, there was a lot more garbage picked up than what I actually, there was know, for, after for a you sent there. me that with the pictures on it. I was like, wow, there was a lot of people that participated. Yep. So it, it was a good thing. And, uh, um, I've got all the names put together. We will, uh. Uh, throw them into a random name generator, and here in the next day or two, we'll post that on Facebook, and then get a hold of the um, of the people that we need to um, get those uh, gift cards uh, and whatnot sent out to them. But uh, um, 
Yeah, otherwise, uh, I don't think we've got a whole lot to talk about besides the heat. Yeah, that's about um, been it. It's been pretty hot. So. Yep, and uh, when this episode drops, I think it's going to be 100 degrees across most well, of the upper Midwest. And I got home two softball games tomorrow. You do? That's so. good for a guy like you. That's good for a guy like you. It's going to be a hot one out there. Yeah, you're always sending these Snapchats during the summer to us, you know, when we're working and you're fishing, and that's that that's a good character builder for you. Dang right it is. So... All right, uh, we've got a good episode today. Uh, Lance Peterson of uh, Warriors and Walleyes. Lance is from, uh, um, well, I was going to say central Minnesota, but I don't think he... No, it's more uh, the it, southern part of the state. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's a ways north, but uh, we're actually, even even where we're at here, I guess we're uh, we're probably more southwest Minnesota than what he is, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. I he, mean, he, he, they, I think where he's from, they definitely consider that southwest Minnesota. They, we they, think it's... I think we think it's further West north, Central. but it's just yep. like, no, it's southern, yep. southwest Minnesota. So, uh, um, yeah, no, Lance has got a really cool deal going up there. Uh, uh, we'll get over to him uh, after a word from our sponsor. Dakota Angler on East Benson Road in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Whatever you need to make your fishing treat mo- trip more enjoyable, we'll have it. Uh, go up there, check those guys out, Todd, Nick, and Josh, and the whole entire crew up there. Anything from live bait to uh, sinkers, bobbers, whatever you need, they got it. I, I think I think one of the great things about those guys is that they actually are real fishermen. Uh, they were just on a trip uh, here in the last last week up in Canada, but they've they're also very knowledgeable about the lakes uh, on uh, you know on the eastern side of South Dakota. Todd does that uh, two minute fishing report yep. every week that turns into about a three minute fishing report because they pack it with so much information. You're dang right. So uh, yeah, they they've got a great selection of stuff. Uh, you, you have know, questions, they'll help you out with it. They'll get you everything that you need, whether you're sticking local or you got a big trip up to Canada or wherever. They'll get you everything that. Uh, you need for the make that trip more enjoyable. Yep. One of the things that I appreciate appreciate about those guys at Dakota Angler, there, there's times when you can go to other stores and you can kind of feel like that salesman's kind of pushing one particular brand down yep. your throat. You know, those guys will literally be sitting there talking to you, wearing a blackfish, you know, t-shirt with a striker hoodie over top of it and, you know, a, a totally different brand hat on. they they're they're just fishermen yep. guys like i mean that that's what they are through and through and uh i don't know we've we've been lucky enough to fish with uh nick and josh absolutely a hoot to be out on the ice with um if, if you're in the sioux falls area i highly recommend that that's where you stop into and our guest today on episode 176 is lance peterson lance how are you i'm doing good guys good good Thank- nice and warm today yeah <laughs> that's that's for sure I, I, it's too warm like you know it's one of those deals a month ago you know it's like oh will summer just show up well summer showed up and now all of us are like eh, how about some of that yeah, fall weather exactly exactly <laughs> but it's all good fishing you can catch fish when it's 100 degrees too oh yep. yeah yep yeah. so uh, Lance, uh, w- we like to always start off our episodes uh, um, whenever we're talking with somebody with a couple of random questions. And uh, so my random question, non-fishing related, uh, I don't know if you're a tattoo guy, if you've got any tattoos or not, but I want to know if right now you had to get a tattoo, like right this very moment, what would you get? If I could find somebody to do it right now, I would take my dog paw print and I'd put it on the calf of my 
my leg with her name on it. Heck that's, yeah. That's I'm, cool. I I'm knew Matt, about, Matt. I'm all about that. <laughs> the second you said I'm dog, I, Matt, Matt's ears perked up and yeah, you, you, you just won Matt over. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've got my Lucy dog and, and she's been with me every year that I do this trip with the vets. Awesome. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Yeah. What kind she, is she? She kind of, she kind of blows, she kind of takes, steals the show every now and again. Oh yeah. Yeah, they do. What kind is she? She's a yellow lab. Yep. Mine too. So spoiled rotten dog. Yep, mine too. I love her to love her to death. She lays right beside right in between me and my wife in bed. <laughs> I I actually don't even like Matt, but I like his dog, so I keep telling him to come around. Right. That, that's right. right. And I'm all right with that. Yeah. yeah. So someday I'm gonna I'm going to have that done. Very yeah, cool. I'm right Very cool. I'm right there with you. Yep. Um so. I guess mine would be we always talk about a lot of food on here too. Um are you a hot dish guy? I actually am. My wife makes the best corned beef hash hot dish ever. So that would be, I was going to ask what your favorite hot dish is. So your yeah, wife's corned beef my, hash hot dish. That's my favorite. I could go down yep. for that too. You bet. Yeah. <laughs> you bet. So Lance, uh, l- let's get into a little bit about you. Uh, where where exactly are you from? Um, I'm actually born and raised in a little town called Woodlake, Minnesota. It's, a, it's nestled in the southwest part of the of Minnesota. Okay, and you're you're up kind of in the Granite Falls area, right? Correct. I'm ten. I'm ten miles south of Granite Falls. Okay. Yeah. You ever yep. do any of the catfishing up there? Absolutely. When I was a kid, we lived on the river. We'd ride our bicycles down there every day in the summertime. Nice. And it was about five miles to the river, and then uh, we would actually hang a hang a handkerchief on the bridge rail. Then my dad would know we're there on his way home from work, and then he'd load all our bicycles up in the back of his pickup and he'd bring us home so we didn't have to drive our bikes back nice you only got to pedal one way (laughs) yeah hopefully it was was downhill it was all good yeah yep but i caught a lot of catfish a lot of them in the 20 pound range when you're 10 years old 13 years old that was pretty cool oh you better believe it that's how you get a girlfriend right there (laughs) yeah yeah we, we caught many of them but you know that I I suppose uh, you know that's before cell phones and and everything else you know you just you oh exactly this was in the late seventies yeah early eighties yeah yeah so. we had we had nice bicycles my dad would build us trailers so we could pull our pull little trailers behind our bicycles with all our stuff in it that's so awesome we could last all day with our hot dogs and things like that where we build a little fire along the fire you know we'd always have the same same spot on the riverbank but yeah yeah sometimes we'd take a pop tent down there we'd stay, stay all all weekend nice so that was fun too when i was a kid heck yeah yeah the good simple times yeah yep there there is no more simple days and it you know i wish it wish we could get back to a little bit of simple yeah we uh, we have a river that runs through our town here and we talk about it quite a bit on here there's a a lot of kids that go down there and we have a few that ride around town with those carts on the back of their bikes that they have their fishing poles and all their tackle and stuff on there so that's always kind of nice nice to see and they're down there all day long too and when i see that myself personally it takes me back 35 years yeah you know i i remember myself pedaling my little butt off to get down there (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, not a care in the world, just not a just care fishing. In the world. As long as we had hot dogs, yep, and, uh, buns, and and we were all good. Couple of Capri Suns. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We we would we, we would even take this might even be old school, but we would even take containers with uh, them big orange and white containers with uh, lemonade in it. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, we didn't drink pop. We didn't drink any of that stuff when we were kids. You know. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah we spent so. we spent I spent a lot of time in the back end of a pickup truck heading up towards the Granite Falls area to do some catfishing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was always a good time. So has so has fishing always been part of your life, Lance, or, or you uh, know through your uh, teenage years, your twenties, did you kind of get out of it and then came back into it, or has it always no, been a staple I've in your always, life? I've always been a fishing guy, um, and since I was thirteen years old. Um, I've always been a bow hunter too. So in the fall of the year, that's my passion in the fall. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've been, I, I, I think I rifle or shotgun hunted two or three years of my whole, my, you know, I'm 52. So I've been a bow hunter my whole life. Okay. Yeah. It's always nice just to kind of get out there and sometimes it's not even about the bow hunting. It's just about getting to see everything Sit. that you get to see with them out with them, not even realizing that you're there. Exactly. I mean, it, People that don't do it don't understand it, but when you can watch a squirrel, the same squirrel run by you six or seven times in a night on the exact same little trailer going going to a cornfield and come back with a big corn cob in their mouth. Deer, I mean, I wouldn't even know what to do if a deer came up to me. <laughs> right. I'm, so, I'm so concentrated on that dumb little squirrel, you know. Oh, and yeah. It, it just, it's just something that gets in your blood, you know. It definitely yeah. does. Yep. Now, now you talk about fishing that Minnesota River and and doing a lot of catfishing, uh, but uh, um, you know you're a, you're a guy that uh, heads up an organization called Warriors and Walleyes. So when did that switch from catfishing to walleyes? Well, my dad used to take us on the weekends when I was a little kid. He had an old sixteen foot Lund boat that twenty five horse Johnson on it. We would catch walleyes all the time when I was a kid in different lakes. And then as time went on, and I got married myself back in the early 90s, my wife and I, I got my wife introduced to it, which she likes it when it's 80 degrees and sunny. You know, if it's really cold, she doesn't really like to bundle all up. But she likes catching fish even if it's cold. Don't get me wrong. Um, But it's just something that I've always tried to get better at and try and figure it out. And then... I had a, I had a choice back in 2015 era. I, w- I, w- I really wanted to fish the NWT circuit, the National Walleye Tour. Yep. And I was kind of hee-hawing around. I, I know a few of the guys that do it, and they were really encouraging me to do it. And I had the equipment. I had the boat. I had the gear. I had the knowledge. I had the patience. Um. And my wife and I go up to Arneson's Rocky Point every year for a few weeks that we can try and do it. And one night I had really bad, a really bad case of heartburn, and I couldn't lay there anymore to sleep in bed. It was like 2 in the morning. And I walked down, down by the shore, sat on a rock by the harbor, and Lake of the Woods, I don't know if you guys have seen Lake of the Woods, but it's a huge body of water. There wasn't a ripple on that water, and I could see the satellites reflecting in the water i'd look up see a satellite and i could see it in the water also all the stars it was just gorgeous Yep. and i kept looking at those stars and thinking i wonder how many veterans there are out there looking at them same stars i am wishing they were home or wishing they were fishing or wishing they were doing something different than you know just getting away from the grind and that's when that's when the light bulb kind of clicked in because back in 1991, the first Minnesota guy that got killed in the in the Gulf War, when it when it changed from desert desert storm to desert 
Shield, or Desert Shield to Desert Storm. Um, that was on the 17th of January of 91. Well, the 29th of January, one of my classmates in this little town of 400 people was the first Minnesota guy that was KIA. And I made a promise to the, the one um, honor guard Marine there. I said, someday I'm going to do something really cool for you veterans. And as I was sitting there looking at those stars, 25 years later, that's when this all came about. So I ran back up to the camper, <laughs> and I woke my wife up, and I said, honey, I got this really cool idea. And she looks at me and says, can we talk about it in the morning? <laughs> Let's talk about this over some pancakes tomorrow. You know, How about I was, that? I, was, I had everything all figured out. I just didn't know how to do some of it. Yep. So it started out, we were going to take a couple local guys. I said, there's room in the camper. Let's take a couple guys fishing for, you know, three, four days. Say thanks to them for, you know, all they've done for us. Because we can't live in this country. We, there's no way we could live in this country without the sacrifices of our military. Yeah, amen exactly. to that. So giving a weekend up to go fishing, and it, and it just exploded. So instead of taking two people, we went with 20 people. And we had cabins and all kinds of stuff. We did all the cooking. And then in 2017, I believe it is, is when we applied for our um, 501c3 nonprofit organization. So we were vetted through the federal government. We got everything that we needed for that. Now we can start raising money, putting it in, a, in an account. Everything's all tracked and it's, you know, I have a seven panel board. Um, two of the board members are actual combat vets themselves. And it's really awesome to have them guys because you don't want to cross the line yep. and yeah, do something, yeah. you know, that's going to trigger something. And these two guys have been there. So it, it really works out awesome. Yeah. So now, that's how Warriors and Walleye started. And since we started it, we've taken just shy of 500 veterans on this trip in seven years. Wow. So now, do you always go to the same lake every single year, or do you, do you kind of rotate it around? Um, we go to we go to Rocky Point up on Lake of the Woods, and the reason that we do that is because a you're going to catch fish. Yep. B the longer you do this, the more cabins you can get for the weekend, or you know for those days, because you can book them a, a year in advance. Yep, you get grandfathered so, so in you, for the next year. Yeah, then. Yep. exactly. So then we know already in January how many people we have room for. Yep. If we would jump around and go to different places, it would just be impossible to do that. Yeah, that's true. And myself personally, I'm, I just got asked. It's really cool. I, I also volunteer my time to go up to Camp Ripley in, in um, northern Minnesota there. And I help with trolling for the troops, which is really cool. Um, and then I, I just got asked to help on the 7th, 8th, or the 8th, 9th, and 10th on Lake Winnebagosh. Um, mandatory fun outdoors is hosting a veterans thing and they want me to come up with the boat and, and help them up there too. So that's where, that's where the knowledge comes in. I've never been on Lake Winnie. I've never, never fished it. So it's going to be fun for me to go up there and learn it by myself. So I know what I'm doing when these guys get in the boat, they don't have to worry about not catching something. Right. So it's, it's just a, it's a great feeling to have. 
You know, me and Matt were talking about that uh, before we started recording, uh, before we gave you a call. Uh, just, you know, the the fishing with vets and, and you know, I, what was that one you said? Trolling with the troops? troops or, yeah. Trolling for the troops, troops, yeah. Yep, you know, I mean, uh, you know, and, and that's, you know, this is all just stuff here, you know, in the upper Midwest or, or even just Minnesota. But uh, I think uh, in the last few years, you know, last 10 years, uh, it's, it's really – you know, people are starting to find out, you know, uh, boy, you can do something that, that you want to be doing anyways, like hunting or fishing and, uh, you know, really make it mean a lot to, uh, to these men and women that, you know, have served. And, and that's and you know just what? way you, cool. You, and you have no idea. I mean, I was a volunteer firefighter for 20 years in my hometown. Yep. Okay. I mean, I've seen a lot of things that I didn't like to see that I wish I wouldn't have seen that, that live with me every day. Every single day, because in a small town, you go to a car crash, you know that person, yeah, yep. you know them personally, you know, and talk, and talking with the veterans in your boat, you know, you, we don't ask them questions. If they start talking, you listen. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's the best thing you can do is listen, but they've taught me a lot too. Oh, yeah. They've taught me how to cope with my skeletons in my closets as they have theirs in their closets. Yep. One of one of them looked right at me and says, "Lance, you know death is death, regardless if you if you take the life or if you try to save the life. You you do the best that you can at whatever it is that you're doing." Yeah. So, and there was a lot of truth to that because it helped me in the sense more than what that individual thought that he helped me. Yeah. Well, so, I, you know, a lot, a lot of those guys are in a kill or be killed situation, and uh, you know, absolutely. Well, only, only one of them is going to be making it home, and <laughs> might yeah. as well, might as well be the one on our team, I guess. And you know, I, I, I the, the the respect that I have for these guys, just watching them every morning. This is really kind of a cool deal. There, there's a guy that was a a, a um, retired music teacher up in War Road, Minnesota. He happened to be there with us one day, and my dad brought the, my dad's a legion commander for our little hometown, and he brought that bugle that they got that runs off of batteries. It's a, it's a recording thing. It plays taps. It plays Reveille. It plays all this. You just pretend that you're blowing into it. I don't know if you guys knew that there was such a thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But my dad brought this thing along so we could do taps, so the veterans could go down and take the flag every day. And this guy says, well, I know how to play a bugle. So I went and got it. My dad's getting all dressed up with his white gloves and all this good stuff. And this guy's out right out in front of the camper, and he's blowing on this bugle. My dad's yelling through the camper door without opening. Hey, knock that off. He says, you're going to wear the batteries out. <laughs> and I opened up the door, and I said, there's a guy blowing on this thing. Hey, you can't play that damn thing, he says. And I said, yeah, he's blowing on it. So anyways, we got to be really good friends with Jeff. That's his name up there. And he comes every year parks his camper there and he he does reveille every morning and the vets put up the flag and that's really cool and then at night then the taps go and they fold the flag in the it's just incredible to watch them how they show the respect to that flag yeah and uh, everybody yeah. everybody yep. in america should show respect to that flag no doubt about that agree so that's a really cool deal. 
Um, I mean, when I first started it, I didn't realize there would be so many things that went with it. And, you know, losing some of these guys, um, it really hurts. It, I mean, you really get to be good friends with them. Yeah. Um, one of them died of COVID this past year, and he was actually, in November, we were going to put him as an ambassador to our group. He was a two-time Purple Heart Vietnam veteran. He was my wife's high school um, history teacher, which he really never talked about his service. But he was in some pretty bad stuff, you know. Yep. And we helped him. He he says, you can't imagine what this has done for me. I can't believe that there's somebody out there that wants to help us. And, I mean, that means a lot. So yep. we lost Dan. Um, one of my actual classmates went into the service in 1989, right out out of high school. And he served in the Navy until 1993. Well, then he got married to a gal out in in, uh, Spokane, Washington. So he's been gone for 30 years, and he pops in every once in a while to see his folks. And one in March, he came to my house, and I was actually taking the tracks off of my four-wheeler in my shed. And he called me, and he says, hey, I'm in town, can I come and see you? And I says, yeah. You don't have to ask me to come to my house. You mean I'd be just shooting the breeze with him? And well, he came to my garage. Well, he had already been up to the house and talked to my wife. So he comes to my garage and he gives me this big hug. He says, um, "I'm here to say my last goodbyes." I says, "No way." He says, "My cancer's back." Oh, jeez. Uh, and I ain't talking anymore to the yups or whatever he said. You know, he kind of joked around, and and this guy was a great guy. I mean, I love them to death. Where you seen him and you seen me, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. And before he left, I gave him a hug, and God, the tears were, there was no way of stopping tears that day. Yep. Because I knew this was the last time I would see him. And before he opened the door, I said, Mark, if there's anything I could do for you or your family, I said, you, you, you name it. And he turned around with, with this shit-eating grin on his face, and he says, there is something all the way from Washington I've thought of how I was going to ask you. So you ask me anything. He says, I, I'm going to be cremated, and I want you to put me by your flagpole up there. Oh. And I said, you want me to do what? <laughs> I said, how am I going to do that? He said, I don't know. I'm not going to be here, and I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> yeah. That's just the way he was. He said, I don't care how you do it. That's where I want to go. Yeah. So I... I said, okay, I'll, I, I promised him I would do it. Yep. And I said, you know, I'm going to give you a full military send-off, too. I'm going to give you a 21-gun salute. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have the flag folded and, and have somebody give your wife the flag. No, he says, you don't have to do that. And I says, I'm going to because you deserve it. So last year, last year, um, he passed away. Or actually, the year before that, he passed away in the fall, in August. So then his wife got me the ashes here, and I, I actually took a rock from the harbor, and I drilled into that rock. A friend of mine helped me drill the hole into the rock. And I don't know if you guys have ever drilled a hole in granite before. <laughs> this is not an easy task. Yeah, right. Because you can slip really easy and smash your fingers, and I know he got the last laugh every time I did that. <laughs> and we put him in there. I cemented it over the top, and then I had Camp Ripley, a friend of mine, made a, a dog tag with his name on it, his years of service, the United States Navy, 
And then his nickname was Bingo. I called him Bingo. And we pressed that into the cement and cured it in there. And his whole family was here or up there from Spokane. And it was it was pretty cool. His his one boy carried the rock out and sat right by the flagpole right where he wanted to go. Nice. That's and then the twenty one gun salute went, the taps went, and a retired colonel in uniform took the flag and presented it to his wife, which it was pretty it was a pretty emotional thing for me everybody there actually i believe that. that's what he wanted he, i promised that would do it and so i never thought of those kind of things when when i said hey let's take a couple guys fishing oh yeah i didn't think i never thought of the emotional part of it yep i mean there's there's days up there i'm laughing and then there's days of right after the laugh i mean now you're crying it's like but it's a good thing it's yep, a good thing to yep, get that yep, out yep. you know and I don't know, you've, I've met so many unbelievable people throughout this journey, I want to call it. And my kids are 25 and 24 years old, 23 years old. And they're into this with me big time. So I know someday that it'll continue. You well, know, that, I just, I know this is going to continue. Well, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so. now, one thing I would, uh, I'd like to ask is, uh, you know, you, you talked about how, you know, when you first started, you wanted to have, uh, you know, just two, three guys, uh, men or women, uh, come up, you know, yep. and stay in your camper. And now it's gotten to, what did you say? 60, 65 guys. We take 60, 60 to 65 veterans, but some of those veterans are also some of the boat. I have 35 boats that come from five states to help me do this. Oh, that nice. that, that yeah. was going to be my question. You know, yeah. what, what, uh, yeah. how does and the boat captain guys, deal go? And some of those guys are veterans themselves. Okay. So we're, if you're a boat guy and you're a veteran, you're counted as one of those veterans. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yep. I mean, I would never say, well, just because you're a boat guy. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're a real right. veteran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're How dare you bring your boat? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's what really makes this click, too, is those guys. I mean, they come from, I got two guys come from Wisconsin. I got Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, um, Montana, Iowa, Minnesota. And it's, it's just amazing. I mean, they bring... I hate to say this, but the boat, every boat out there now, a new boat, you got a hundred grand stuck into something, you know, yeah, that's, that's not right. even putting nothing inside the boat, but yep. they're bringing a brand new rig up there. Um, all the gear, all the fishing gear, everything, the veterans and their guests, all they bring is their clothes and some snacks for their cabins because we cook, we do all the cooking. Um, like I got a couple farmers that need 40 pounds of hamburger a piece. Nice. So that's Thursday night's meal. Friday, there's a bunch of us that go up. A bunch of boat guides come up a week ahead of time. It's their their week of vacation type yep, thing yep, too, yep. you know. Oh yeah. So we save all of our limits of fish while we're there, so we can have a big fish fry there on Friday night. That way, that all the fish that the veterans are catching on Friday, they get to take that all home with them. Nice. And then Saturday, we have a veteran that comes up there with us, and he does a big hog roast. Nice. So nobody goes hungry. Yep. <laughs> yep. And we do all of the sandwiches. Genio's uh, turkey, Genio's food out of uh, Montevideo donates, you know, uh, 200 pounds of turkey breast to us. So we smoke all that breast. That's what we do for sandwich meat for the boats for the two days. 
um, it's it's incredible how people really want to help their veterans. Oh yeah, and support they really support what we do, and it's and it's it's almost it's almost heartbreaking in an, in a in a sense because you're giving what you think is so little back to them it means so much to them mm-hmm. i believe that you know now now one of the questions i have also is is uh you know obviously uh uh the resort and and everything that goes in it you know you you talk to that you get a lot of the food donated and whatnot but uh uh you know just resort fees like um you know that's that's got to be a lot of money uh how how is this uh funded so what we do is there's 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 a lot of businesses in our local area that really really help us out. Being that we are a non-profit organization, anywhere that there's charitable gambling, such as as uh, pull tabs, we go talk to those people, and they love. They have to give away so many percent of those dollars every year to nonprofits. So that's an awesome way to raise money there. Okay, um, we do a raffle drawing every year, and on that raffle drawing, now there's. I want to say there's 20, there's 20 prizes on the raffle and all 20 of these prizes are all donated. Okay. okay? And I can read you a couple of them off. You want to hear them? Heck yeah, like there's yeah. a Mossberg, Mossberg silver uh, reserve field 410. There's, there's a Turkey shotgun. There's a $200 cash. There's a, there's 20, them being near 20 guns on here. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Okay. So all of these 20 items are all donated. So, Every time we sell a $20 ticket, it's, it's pure profit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the trip itself is, I would say, really close to $30,000 $30, by the time we're all said and done. Yep. Um, but, you know, it's, it's well worth it. The resort, Rocky, you know, Arneson's Rocky Point, they, I don't think they realized what, they, what I had coming there when I first started it. Um, but they've grown to see how it's growing and they just love us you know they pretty much open the doors give us the keys and say it's your weekend well it's a great thing for them too and and you know the only (laughs) we help do the cleaning we help doing all kinds of things right the only hard part would be is when we all leave on sunday them poor ladies up there got to take care of 26 cabins (laughs) (laughs) you know to get them go on the next you know that day or the next day you know yeah um we do our best to to help them you know other than vacuum and do all the you know disinfecting stuff they take care of all of that but we try to do what we can to help them yeah definitely and it's it's really cool i mean it's been televised now four times yeah i see yeah i've watched some of that um the american heroes outdoors they televised it twice um Larry Smith outdoors yep. out of Berlin, Wisconsin, Oshkosh area. He came and did it once. And then last year, uh, Pioneer Public TV actually came up and videoed where we put Mark's ashes. So oh, that wow. was that was a pretty pretty cool deal to see that. Yeah. Now it's... so I mean it's it's gotten bigger and bigger and the the more people know about it, the more applications that we can get here um, to go through. And it, it, honestly we don't we don't care if you served in combat time or if you served in peacetime. As long as that person raised their right hand and swore to uphold the Constitution at all costs, 
they're invited to this trip. All right. That, yeah, that was I was wondering that. That was going to be my next question was like, what's the process for like veterans to apply for this or to get involved with this? Um, and wh- what it is is they. OK, so we have a Facebook page. It's Warriors and Walleyes and it's the and sign. It isn't just A-N-D, it's and. So we're really excited. In a couple of weeks here, we're going to launch our new uh, web page. And just, you'll just have to follow our Facebook site, and that'll all be announced as, as to when and how to, how to find the web page. Cool. And on that web page will be applications where you can just click on the application, uh, fill it out, send it right back to us, and you're in. Nice. Then we draw, we draw in, we always draw the first January, the, the first week in January, because a lot of people have to get their vacation times already in. Yep. In yeah. January, yep. they have to know what them days are. So the sooner we can get those applications sent back out to them, um, the sooner they can get their vacation in and, and uh, act, we can lock it in for them. Now, does this does this fall on the same dates every year or right around the same time? Or how does yes, that, yeah. it's always uh, it's always either the third. I think there's an extra week in July this year. I, I believe so. So it's it's usually the third or the fourth week of July, the fourth third or fourth weekend in July. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the and the the great part about it is if you're drawn to go, what we do is we pay for your we pay for your stay we pay for everything that you come there. The only thing that we can't we have to really be careful how we spend the money. So if you're not a veteran and you're a guest of that person. Then that person pays like one hundred and seventy-four dollars yep. for yeah. the weekend. But yep. where, what else? You, where else can you possibly go for three days? Have all the fishing gear you want, all the food you're going to eat, all the entertainment that we do there for one hundred and seventy-four dollars for a weekend. Well, you can't you can't <laughs> stay for one night and then you know in one right. of those cabins up there. For I that. mean, honestly, I I can barely fill my I can barely do that with my diesel on my pickup right now. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Diesel, you know. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's beside the point. But it's pretty cool. So then the second year that that we give you an invitation to come there, but then each person their second year has to pay that $174. Okay. Okay. So, and nobody ever complains about that. And it's just, we, we have to do that because we have a budget. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and people understand that they get it, but they know how much fun they're having. And you can tell the first year veterans versus the second year veterans, Mm -hmm. because the second year guys are comfortable. They know what's going to happen. They kind of have an idea what's going on, but the first year guys are kind of timid, but then once they get going at it, it's funny because I don't know if you've ever been around a bunch of if you've ever been around a bunch of Marines <laughs> and a bunch of Army guys and a bunch of Navy guys and a bunch of Air Force guys. Well, there's a lot of testosterone in the room. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> I heard words that I've never heard before. Oh yeah, I'm fifty years old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're you just gotta love these guys. Well, I, I'm sure that's one of the best parts about it is just kind of like maybe at the end of the night, like when you guys all get together or something like that, any time you guys actually have off the water to sit there and just kind of soak in and listen and absorb what, yep. Yeah, and it's and it's fun because you hear things, like I'm, I'm just going to throw one out there. One of, the, one of the Navy guys on a ship, and I can't remember which ship he was on, he, he said it too, but he says, all you damn Marines did is – Got in our ways. You, you, you did. We had to haul you everywhere. 
<laughs> you ate all of our food. All you did was exercising and got in our way. You never grabbed them off and helped us mop. You know, and then <laughs> me to throw something back at the Navy guy and all. Oh, it's just, it's it's stuff that you'd hear that you'd never hear anywhere else. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, they all do it for fun. Yep. You know, nobody oh, yeah. would ever get in a fight over it. No. I mean, one one year, one and I didn't know this about the color trains with the Marine Corps. I, one of the army guys, he's kind of a, he's always a joker. He put a bunch of 64 pack color crayons on the tables and I come walking down there and I said, why are all these color crayons on these tables? All Marines eat them. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't got nothing better to do so they eat color crayons. That's good <laughs> stuff. That's oh, good. I tell you, it's, they, they pull pranks on each other continuously. It's funny. No, like and they uh, do it in for fun, and they all know it. And yeah, it, yep. We we have a forty by sixty tent that we have brought up from um, Bemidji, and that's where we do all of the meals, all the tables underneath the tent. Because sometimes, you know, like today, it's hot. You don't want to sit out in the sun, so you're in the shade. We put some fans in there, and it it's, it actually works out really nice. Nice. But something I I I can't even explain to you what it's like when I walk by there. I mean, we've us board guys have have a lot on our plates all day long. From the time we hit the floor in the morning to the time we go to bed, it's just a whirlwind. You know, you got people continuously asking you this, that, and the other. You don't have time to even think. One day I was walking by that tent and one of the one of the chief master sergeants from the air guard out of Duluth grabbed me by the shoulder, right by the tent. And he said, you got a minute? And I says, no. He says, well, you're going to take a minute because I'm going to have you listen to something. I said, all right. And I was thinking he was going to have me listen to a song or something. And we stood right there and we listened to all hundred and whatever people were underneath that tent. And all you could hear is laughing. You could hear stories being told. And we created that. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, we, we create, and that was a little, a little, thing that i never even thought of yes we did create that we did that because we we owe it to them yep no doubt they love coming and it's so fun and then we 13 walleyes went to the taxidermy one year oh that's good (laughs) stuff that's good stuff crazy yeah yeah now now is there a is there an age uh I mean, do you got to be so old? Uh, like, like our we've got a buddy, uh, uh, Dustin Ramsey. Uh, he uh, he's actually still in the guard right now. Um, like, could, can he sign up for that already right absolutely. now, or is that something down the road? No, absolutely, he can. Okay. Um, we actually one year, and I don't know if you guys know down south there, but I live eight miles from the most incredible world war ii museum that the midwest has yeah really they just had the air show yesterday so there was there was japanese zeros flying over my house there was p51s p38s p40s b25 bombers it's it's the most if anybody ever wants to see a world war ii museum ron fagan built the granite falls airport in his dad's name there's sand from the beaches of Normandy there. There's there's a boxcar there that that 
brought our POWs to the prisoner camps and the Jews to the death camps. They wow. shipped all of this stuff in here. Wow. And it's it's an amazing thing. And the air show was, they, I mean, I'm only eight miles, so by the time they had to turn around to go back, they were coming right over my house. So yeah, you didn't have to go to the air you. show. You could just watch it right from your place. Exactly. And it was, and it's so cool. One, And I know the Fagans. Um, Evan actually flies them. The one son does. And he called me one day and he says, hey, I'm taking the B-25 up. You and your wife want to come out and go fly with us. I said, it was like February day. It was nice out. And I said, absolutely. So we jump in the car. We went over there. We get we get up in the air in this B-25. We're in a B-25. <laughs> I mean, this is cool. Way cool. And he gets on the little radio thing and he says, hey, Lance, if you and your wife want to crawl through the tail back where the tail gunner was, you, you can sure do that. You so we did. And I sat back there and I'm thinking, I couldn't imagine being 18 years old in my life, depending on how good a shot I am. Right. With this yeah. guy flying this thing and another plane coming up to me. I, I, I just couldn't imagine it. Nope. I, I couldn't imagine that greatest generation of, of war heroes that we have. Have you seen I mean, the Top Gun movie? Absolutely, my wife and I—I've I, been wanting to see it for two two years, you know. It was freaking good, wasn't it? It was a, it it was really cool. I thought because it had a meaning. Yep. You know, it had a it had an objective. Yep. Versus the first one, you know, they were just all flying around, found the bad guys and they shot them down. But now they had to do the drop the missiles in. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. Um, I thought the characters were really cool. I wish the bald headed guy would have been on there that was on there the year the the first one. You know what? I never seen the first one. Oh really? Yeah, I I, I I feel like I'm the only American guy who hasn't. <laughs> oh man, you gotta see the first the first one is really cool. Yep. I mean that and it'll really make sense to you. <laughs> it'll really make sense to you on the second one. Yeah, my, I mean, Tom my... Cruise is an awesome actor. Right. And he... He he blew that one out of the park. I thought. Yep, he did. Now my wife kind of filled me in a little bit about it, and you know I'm I'm not a movie guy. I just can't sit still for two and a half hours. But she she kind of told she she didn't ask me if I wanted to go. She let me know that I would be going to that movie <laughs> right. that night. And right. uh, you know it was about halfway through that movie, and I'm like, well, son of a gun, like this is pretty freaking good. Like <laughs> right. I'm actually well, enjoying myself. One, the first one is pretty awesome too. Okay. Yeah. But they, it didn't have it didn't have the objective as to a mission. Yeah. This time they had a mission. Right. Yeah, they were just hot dog, hot hot dog flyers, Iceman and and Tom. Yeah, it's really you got to see the first one, and then the second one will really make sense seeing Iceman as an admiral. Yep. Because it was up to, if I remember the first one right, it was they couldn't decide who was the best Top Gun pilot between Iceman and and. Uh, tom cruise yeah yeah so yeah and then to see tom cruise just being commander and iceman now being a admiral i'm pretty sure we figured out which one was the best pilot <laughs> <laughs> or at least the one that had the had the most gall yeah, yeah. now so. now uh you talked uh well when when you and i had talked uh setting this uh, interview up, uh, you know, you had talked that it started, you know, with 20 or 30 guys and it jumped to 40 to 50 to 60. And, uh, let, let's be honest. What do you think 10 years from now, what, what might this look like? 
Well, honestly, I don't think we can go any bigger than we are. Okay. Yeah. The reason the reason being is they only have so many cabins there. Yeah. I think they have 32 cabins, and we have 20 of them now. Um, I mean, we could do it. We could do it. We have the manpower to do it. It's just there's no way that we can get all those cabins because when people leave that do their yearly trip there, they book that cabin that Sunday when they leave. There's no way I can get that cabin. And does it lose a little bit of its luster if you have 250 veterans up there? You know, I mean, you at the numbers that you're at, you can get some one-on-one time, you know, with with all the guys and, and uh, you know, you get to know the people. You know, you can come back the next year and it's like, oh, yeah, that was, you know, that was John. He was in the cabin next to us. You know, yes, when there's 250 it, people, you, you can't have that. We try to make it as personal as we can make it with them. Yep, I think that's a good idea. I mean, each of of us board members has a thing. Like Art Milner, he's the vice president. He takes care of all the cooking part of it. Okay. Okay? So he he gets his crew. They do all the cooking. They do all the preparing, all the serving. They do all of that. I don't, (laughs) I can't cook water. I can't, I'd burn water. (laughs) (laughs) I can cook fish, but that's about the only extent of my cooking yeah um so everybody has their own knack that they've that they've got my wife is into the book part of it if somebody needs something she knows where the cabin is she without even looking at the sheet she knows where they're at okay. you know what i mean to yep. help them um myself i'm the i'm the social bug like as my wife calls me but i personally go sit at the tables with these guys Yep. Um, I talk to them. I thank them for their service. Um, just shoot the breeze with them. Yep. Every single guy that's there, I don't. I do. I shake their hands. Hell, sometimes I give them a hug. Um, thank them for being there with us, showing showing them a good time. Um, you know, especially the Vietnam guys. I mean, they got their asses handed to them when they came home. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Spit know, on and everything to, else. You know, welcoming, welcoming. We welcome those guys home every year. We we do this. Yep. We seriously do because they never got that. Right. Like the like the war heroes that we have now that come home. I mean, it's celebrated. They there's people waiting at the airports for them. Yep. Um. Back then, back in the day, when when my uncle got to LAX airport, the pilot told him or all of them that were on the plane to get rid of their uniforms and get civilian clothes on before the next flight. Isn't that crazy? Well, my uncle had to go to Fort Hood, Texas, because he was still in. Yeah. And, you know, he lives with that. And it's it's terrible. You know what I mean? Those guys did... They did what they were supposed to do, what their orders told them to do. Right. For their country. They, They were drafted. They didn't volunteer. They were drafted. Well, and some of them did volunteer, but either way, you know, I did. mean, it, they, you know, they, they all got the same, they right. all got the same welcome home. Right. So we try, we really, really, really do try to make them feel like, I don't know how to explain Appreciated, it. you know, that exactly. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, this, this, this should have been done 50 years ago. For exactly. Yeah. And you know, the world would be a better place today. No yeah, doubt about that. That's for so, sure. You know, um, each year when we're up there, 
some somebody will talk. I worked with a with a really cool guy. He was a psychologist in a jail. I used to work in a county jail. And I told Doc what I was doing. He says, do you realize that you're going to be doing something more powerful than any psychologist or psychiatrist can do? And I looked at him like, what? He says, you, are, you have no idea how many lives you're going to change that even us psychologists can't do. And, and hearing now from these guys that go and do this, some of them don't think they're deserving enough to go. And uh, once they go, it's pretty cool because yeah. they then see how just a normal average Joe from South Dakota or North Dakota or Wisconsin or Iowa just wants to help out and take you fishing. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, that's that's the beauty of it. That is the beauty of the whole program, the whole yeah. event. Yeah. So. And it is, it is, I can't, I don't want to take the credit for everything that's happening because there's so many spokes in the wheel that drive it. And, you know, yeah, I have a voice. My wife has a voice. The rest of the board members have a voice and we take that voice into consideration and we, we always try it. If we fail, we'll try something different, Yeah. but we, there's no one better than the other. Yeah. That's very I mean, true. Just because I'm the president, um, that doesn't mean that just one of the regular board members can't say something in it and it's not going to happen. Right. We're going to try it once. Right. Yeah. Yep. No, everyone's got to have the equal voice. Yep. And it, and it, and it works out perfect. I mean, for four, four years, there hasn't been not one squabble, not, not one time. And it's, it's crazy how beautiful it is. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lance, uh, um, we we definitely appreciate you uh taking taking time out of your father's day evening uh to sit and chat with us but uh um say there is a veteran that's that's listening or or somebody that's listening that knows a veteran that uh you know wants to to you know get them in touch with you or uh uh you know tell them more information about this uh you know obviously i know that you got a website coming um, and, and, uh, when you figure out what that is, we can put it on our Facebook page or whatever, but, uh, um, what, what right now would be the, uh, uh, the steps to take for, for a guy or gal out there that, uh, wants, wants a little bit more information. Well, the easiest thing I could do is give you my email. Okay. Cause I, it goes right to my phone. I check my email all the time and that's Lance Peterson, two zero nine zero at iCloud.com. Okay. And that's L-A-N-C-E-P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N, 2090 at iCloud.com. And and you also have a Facebook page? Yep, Warriors and Walleyes. Now, remember, that's the and sign. Yeah. Uh, you just click the like button on there, and you'll see. You'll see. In fact, we just launched a, a new three-minute clip video on of last year's of last year's stuff. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's a really cool video, too. Cool. And now the music that's behind the videos that you hear on our site is from Rocky Lynn. I don't know if you've ever heard of Rocky Lynn. He's from down in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, that's where he does his recording. He's a recording artist. Okay. He's out of North Carolina. And he allows me to use all of his songs 
because it's all about the military. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. And it's all yeah. about patriotism. He was actually in the 81st Airborne himself. Oh, wow. And when he was born, he was found in a garbage can in a hospital. Wow. Holy that's smart. crazy. So he, he was growing up. He grew up in an orphanage. He graduated from high school. He joined the military. And since then, he, he served his however many years he was in. He's actually, and I don't know the name of it, but his band has went overseas, I think, seven or eight times to perform to the troops. Wow. And it's all, the, the, the music is just like red, white, and blue. That song, Red, White, and Blue, just, it's beautiful. So he lets me use all, I mean, I met the guy personally, and I told him what I did. And he says, if you want to use my songs, because if you take the song like Lee Greenwood, for instance, God Bless the USA, they would take that down so fast on <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, yeah. But you know, we have the we have the rights to use yeah. his music for what we're doing. Well, that's, that's really awesome. Cool. You bet. Yeah. So it's professionally done. It's really awesome. Awesome. So, no, I want to thank you guys for putting me on there to get the word out there because, you know, every one of our veterans are struggling. Yep. Yeah. That's you for know, sure. um, to hear twenty-two of them take their own lives. We we have to step step up and help these guys. And yeah, we definitely do. You know that's that's our duty to help them. They look what they've given us. Yeah, yeah so, no doubt about it. If any veterans are out there listening, thank you guys for your service. You bet. Echo that. So, all right, Lance. Uh, yeah, we we definitely appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again sometime. Absolutely. All right. It was really good talking to you guys. All right. All right. Thanks, See you, sir. man. All right. Take care. And that was Lance Peterson with Warriors and Walleyes. I mean, what an awesome organization. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, he he talked a lot about how deserving uh, those guys are, those men and women. And God dang it, I, I, I've said that a lot of time, those guys, those guys, those guys. But, uh, you know, hell, I've got a sister-in-law that yeah. uh, um, served, you know, did a deployment. Uh, our, our good buddy Ramrod, his sister, uh, Lexi. Just got back okay. from basic training. There's plenty of females in the service, and they're they're working just as hard. Right. I think I think everybody knows when yep. you say guys, you mean like just a general term is like all the people that are involved with yep. it. But yeah, yep. no, I mean it is nice that they're able to get the get them out there for a day of, or a few days of fishing and just you know get them to be able to relax and yep. like I said that how cool would it be just to be able to sit by that tent when they're oh, all boy. in there telling. Like when they do open up with each other, telling stories, yep. razzing each other. I mean, it's like yeah. sitting at a Cox branding around the real <laughs> right. cowboys. Like you know, when the real sons of guns get to talking, that's uh, that's when cool things start Sometimes happening. You need to shut up and just listen. Yep, that's right. I think what's that saying? Uh, God gave you one mouth and two ears. Use a recording. Oh yeah, yep. I say that to the kids a lot <laughs> at school. Yep. And here we are. We record for one hour every single week, yakking on a podcast. <laughs> right. And, but uh, no, very cool, very cool. Gee, I want a happy Father's Day, Scott. Hey, thank you, thank you very much. You know, kind of, we haven't mentioned that in this episode today. That uh, the day that we're recording here this Sunday, June nineteenth, it is Father's Day, and yep. uh, appreciative of all the fathers out there that you know take their time out just to be good dads. Yep, yep, to be good dads, but especially the ones that take their kids fishing. <laughs> those, those are the any, best any, dads. Any outdoor activity. Yep. 
Yep, no doubt about that. And then by outdoor activity, I don't mean just saying, hey, go mow the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that, that counts, why, right? That why, counts. Because I'm your father, that's why. I uh, I sent out... Uh, uh, I sent out a message earlier to uh, to a bunch of these guys uh, saying Happy Father's Day to all the to all the dads that take their kids bass fishing. Uh, uh, for those uh, that take their kids walleye fishing, uh, your your holiday was uh, May eighth this year. <laughs> and, I, I got asked yesterday. Somebody just randomly was like, "Do you really not like walleye fishing that much? Like, what do you guys like?" Do you not like it too much? I was just like, no. I, I, I love like, walleye fishing. We, we, I just love razzing walleye like, fishermen. There's more. always been a thing between walleye fishermen and yep. bass fishermen about razzing each other, and yep. we just we just so happen to enjoy the one that fights a little bit more. Yep. So, yep. The funner the funner to catch, catch you know, fish for all in yeah, general. Yep. So, yep. Yep. so nope, uh, nope. That's a good thing. We we do love we love catching it all. We've said it yep. a lot of times. We'll. We'll catch carp, we'll catch catfish, we'll catch, I mean, we'll go catch bullhead, freaking lay a, lay a night crawler on the ground, I don't care, yep. not one bit. So, uh, Matt, you got a good news story this I, week? You know what, I do have a good news story, and it's from a past guest of ours, from uh, Brandon Blumendahl. Okay, let's hear it. Or, right, yeah, Brandon, no. Brett. Brett Blumendahl. Brett Blumendahl. Brett. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon I went to high school with Brandon, yeah. Brett, a uh, couple years older. I was talking older. to somebody the other night that said that they're going on a fishing trip with Brandon pretty soon. So, but okay. then I started talking about with Brett Blumendahl, um, with his guide service up there. Um, this past week he took out some of the Garrison schools, top reading program people. Really? Yeah. Some of the kids that were the top readers for the school year. He brought them out, brought them out on a fishing trip, got them out there on the water. And I just thought I was scrolling through Facebook the one day and I saw that and I was like, how cool is that? That is I mean, way cool. I missed that. It definitely, you know, it's incorporating two things that he loves. I mean, now that he, with that book out and everything like that, and his fishing with the guide service, I, I tell you what, if if that would have been an option when I was younger for, <laughs> you know, possible guy going out fishing after uh, years of having to read, I would have read a lot more. So Ain't that the truth. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> so, good job, Brett. Yep. Uh, my good news story this week uh, is going to go out to uh, the Rock Rapids Kids Club. That's uh, where my uh, youngest son, Slate, goes to. And uh, I believe it was actually on Thursday uh, he came home with a, this little canvas. Uh, it's all painted blue, and it's got his hand, uh, you know, like a hand paint, finger paint deal on there. And uh, they kind of made the hand actually end up looking like a fish, like it's uh, eating a hook. And it says, I'm hooked on daddy. And, you know, I, you know, I, every single dad's going to be like, wow, that's pretty cool. But, uh, you know, when you're, when you're a, a fisherman and, and whatnot, uh, uh, you know, I suppose it means a little bit more. So uh, I was pretty revved up uh, about that. I thought it was pretty sweet. That so, is uh, pretty awesome. You know, that, uh, that will be my good news story uh, for the week. Um, these good news stories are brought to you by Freedom Brew in Larchwood, Iowa. Um, I'm telling you, if you live in the tri-state area, the Iowa, South Dakota, Minnesota tri-state area, um, honest to goodness, this is well worth your time. Uh, I know a lot of people that uh, went to other coffee shops and they loved them. And then all of a sudden they went to Freedom Brew and they're like, eh, I kind of like that one a little bit more than the other ones. Definitely. So, uh, um, no, I'm telling you, swing by, tell them that, that you heard about them. 
on the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm going to leave this right here at the end of the show, but I was actually talking to my buddy, Austy, and there might be a dirtbag drink coming oh. down the pipe, coming down the pipe. and uh, Give so, me a large dirtbag. Give me a large dirtbag, and <laughs> everyone's going to love it. Everyone's going to love it. There's going to be a point in time where they, they, they shrink their menu. Just it's just going to have dirt bags on it. You never know. They it's might be, change it to Freedom slash Dirtbag Brew. Dirtbag so. Brew. This, <laughs> this is going to be like the Alpine Inn out in Hill City, exactly South Dakota. Right. You're going to say the dirt bag. They're not even going to ask you. you You're just going to pull up to want. the window, and it's going to be, hey, you want a large or a small? And when they there's see no, me, there's, they, there's th- no small involved with us two. It's going to be no. a large or an extra large. That's exactly right. A grande. Yeah. <laughs> you, you want two or three. <laughs> so, uh, uh, nope. Telling you, swing by those guys over there in Larchwood, Iowa. I did check. If you go on Google and just type in Freedom Brew, it'll bring you right there. Uh, coffee. It's, it's Coffee Cabin right on the side of the road, right across from uh, my buddy Austy and Brianna's house. Uh, they are spectacular people, well worth your time. Uh, that is episode 176. We will see you next week on episode 177. Later. <laughs>